Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to City Chatter, uh, the episode three. I'm John Bernstrom, public information officer for the city of Grand Forks, and we are episode three of City Chatter here, a podcast by the city of Grand Forks. Really talks about everything from a city council standpoint, what would on at a meeting and a chance to get our, to know our city council members. Uh, joining us today, Ward 2 City Council Member Rebecca Osowski. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and I should mention, I never mentioned this to you, I'm a former Ward 2 resident. Oh, the fir- are you? The first home that my wife and I had where our kids were born was in Ward 2. Where Ninth, at? 9th Avenue North. Oh, I live on 10th. Yeah, That's 9th so. Avenue North, uh, right right there off of 20th. My, ki- uh, yeah. my, my son still talks about that house. It oh. had a laundry chute. So oh. that was that was the best part of the house. That was the best part of the I house. I have a laundry chute also. I really like that. That must have been the thing when they built the houses up there. It was great when we had little kids and right. just just straight down the laundry chute. Right into the laundry room. That's, that's right. So. Okay. Well, let, let's get into a little bit. Uh, we've had conversations. Uh, I've been emails back and forth. Um, I, I did, you're a city council member now for almost exactly one year. Yeah. Yeah, I think a little bit over a year, right? Or has it been about a year? A year and a year and a week, maybe. Right? Um, I, I got to say this: it, how has it gone? Um, it's been interesting mm-hmm. to say the least. I've learned a lot. Um, I, I think it's going okay. You know, it keeps me busy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it definitely would keep you busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sucks up a lot of my time, but that's all right. Um, it's it's okay. I'm I'm going to ask you this question. I've asked other council members this mm-hmm. question before too. Um, you you run, you get elected. I totally get it. When I started working there, just like I had expectations, then I'm there for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I was wrong in this expectation. Has it been what you expected, or have some things been different? To be honest, I didn't really know what to expect. I honestly didn't follow much for local politics. Okay. Before, um, I'm going to say this, and I've never really told anybody this, but the very first council meeting that I ever went to or ever watched was a week before I got sworn in. Other than that, I didn't pay any attention. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's okay. This is sometimes right? it's, it's maybe not the worst thing, too, right, to, to not have a, a preconception. Yeah, so I didn't really have any expectations. Um, I won. Which was a little bit unexpected, to be honest with you. Like, I wasn't really expecting to win. And then I was like, okay, uh, now what? And so, I mean, I haven't been disappointed. Uh, It is what it is. And it's been a journey. Yeah. (laughs) And and you're just getting started. You're just getting started. Yeah, I'm one year in now, so. Okay. So I I, I asked this, I want to ask this question then. What what drove you to, to run for council? But, I don't think there's a wrong answer to right, this. Right, right. Um, what really made me run was the fact that no one was going to run against the other guy. Okay. You know, and, and that bothered me. I really believe in competition. I believe, you know, that we should have some choice mm-hmm. when it comes to our mm-hmm. government, whether it be local or national. Um, I personally didn't really align with his political views. Sure. Um, and I just said, what the hell? There and you went go. for it. And um, I, you know, I hate to, like, I don't want to speak poorly of him, you know, but he, he was young. Um, he just graduated from UND. He wasn't from Grand Forks. 
um, and to allow him to just walk onto our city council without putting a choice out there, it, it really bothered me. And I feel like that's how we get into a lot of the situations, the political situations and the unhappiness that we have with our political leaders is, you know, sometimes they're just isn't choice or people don't want to put themselves out there. You know, I mean, I took a big leap. I really am a homebody. Mm-hmm. I don't do too much. Um, and, but I do really believe in, you know, just taking a stand and standing up for what you believe in. And like I said, I didn't agree with, you know, a lot of his political views and I, I couldn't just sit back, let that happen and then complain about it. That's not the right thing to do. And so I just put myself out there. And so I, I didn't really expect to win, to be honest with you, but I just thought, well, at least then people have a choice. And, um, and then I won and, so here I am. <laughs> here, now you're on a podcast. I Way guess, I guess. Way to go. Hey, I appreciate that. I, I, I yeah. very much appreciate people who, I mean, you, you, you put your money where your mouth was. Like you said, right. if you were to stay home and complain, um, I say that about voting, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, you have an election, right, and somebody wins an election, and then somebody's, you know, griping about what that person's doing. and just like, oh, you voted for the, well, I didn't vote. Well, then you have no right. place to complain, you know. Yeah. If, and, you know, especially with some of the interactions that I've had with the citizens since I've been on the council, you know, they complain sometimes about, you know, what they think is corruption sure. or, or things like that. And I'm like, well, you know, like I stood up, I put myself out there, and I took over the seat. And I, and I think that we all need to do that. We all need to fight for the things that we believe in you know, and stay true to ourselves and just try to do the right thing. But you can't just sit back and complain and be like, there's all this corruption and -and so-and-so's on this committee and -and so-and-so's on that committee. It's like, yeah, but are you going out there and trying to get on that committee? Sure. And so I I really think that people, if you want change, you have to do something about it. No, good, 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 good point there. I, I I think there's, I mean, you're on a large board, if you will, you had to get right. elected, right. but uh, I've served on church council. Uh, my, mm-hmm. when my kids were in daycare, they, they had a board of directors for the daycare. I've served mm-hmm. on that. I think there's a benefit to that. Right. Um, yes. Do you agree with everything that it, even at, let's say a church level, right. right. Do you agree with everything? Uh, no, but I at least understand how the sausage is made. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I understand there's compromise and I'm oh, not going to get everything I want or, you know, I'm going to be outvoted sometimes. I mean, I'm okay with that, but at least, you know, I feel that I stood up for what I believe. Sure. No. Uh, speaking of, of, of the city council, it, it, I, I feel bad for you guys as newly elected council members mm-hmm. because you get elected, you get sworn in, and then you get filled with the entire <laughs> budget which, if you've seen the budget book, is about this thick. I have mine from right. last year, right. but I... <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask you. That's what happened to you last year, and I feel bad for you on that. They're right. Like, They're feel... like, here are these binders. That's like, right. You need to know this? what an enterprise fund is and all <laughs> right. that stuff. Right. Um, so I feel bad for all new councilmen. Mm-hmm. You're now in year two of the budget process. Mm-hmm. Is it... Uh, and and, and that, that process is kind of going on. You, got a present, you had a presentation yesterday, right. really high level. You're going to be presented the budget here... I, I believe in a week or two weeks or something like end of July, yeah. I think yeah, you guys think vote on it in August. Yeah. Um, second time around, was that presentation yesterday a little bit easier? Yes. Yes. I understand <laughs> a little bit more. I don't just sit there, you know, like looking at the screen. Um, 
it's it was a lot to take in. I, I'm still learning, you know. Oh. Um, yeah. When you get all those binders thrown at you, you know, the first day when you show up, um, it's a little overwhelming. But, you know, slowly but surely I'm trying to educate myself and, you know, I mean, do the best I can to understand that. I've worked for the city for almost 17 years. <laughs> I can understand my budget. <laughs> Don't ask me. Don't ask me about what the, the sanitation's doing. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? You know, so I, I, I know two pages of that book. <laughs> you know your budget. I know my budget. That's about it. Um, uh, in Ward 2, I brought up, I used to live in Ward 2 uh, mm-hmm. uh, when, when I first owned a home here. Uh, that, that is the ward. That, that is a, uh, when people run or get elected from Ward 2, I like to say that's a complicated ward. I mean it, it, I, is. Mean it, this, it is. I, I mean it this way. You have residents that live in that ward that have lived there their entire lives. Right. You have residents in that ward that are renters, a high number of renters, mm-hmm. um, high number, high amount of turnover within those rentals, with it being, and, and then your proximity to the university. Um, right. There's a lot to balance in that ward. There really is. There really is. Um, you know, I struggle a little bit with, <clears throat> you know, kind of the rental situation. Sure, in, in and that's a hard to, one. Yeah. Right, because I, I do support these people that are trying to make a living and flip houses and, you know, rent them out. But I also, because I live in War too and mm-hmm. I live next yeah, you're to a resident there. I'm yeah. a resident. I, I mean, some of those properties just aren't well maintained mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the renters don't really care about the neighborhood. Um, I know that, I have trash all over my alley, sure. you know, yeah. where they just throw it out, don't really care. Mm-hmm. They don't care to pick just it up. Moved. Yeah, yeah, just moved. You know, um, there's a big issue with parking yeah. down there, mm-hmm. um, mainly because what I feel is because of the uh, rental situation. And sometimes they have more than enough people living in these homes. Oh, sure. And they Three each... bedroom with four people. Right. Four vehicles. Right. Yeah, stuff four like that. Four vehicles. And, you know, this winter uh, there was a house on the corner near my home, and, you know, they didn't, they didn't move their cars for the snow plows. Oh. Uh, they didn't shovel their streets. They didn't shovel their driveway. So they were all parking on the street. You know, they weren't even trying to park off of the street. And, you know, I think it can lead to safety concerns. Of I, course. I do not think a fire engine could fit down that road, mm-hmm. you know. So it is it is balancing, I, you know, between the even the political views of... Oh, sure. You know, college so, students. Yeah, college and, students yep. um, to the older generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a wide range of people that live in Ward 2. And, and I think Ward 2 is the, is the widest of that range in the city. I guess I, I've never I really thought about it, but now that you're kind of pointing it out, it, it really is, you know, with, with the university being so close yep. and, and stuff like that. And I don't know if there would be uh, more rental homes in someone else's ward. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Again, it's proximity to the campus. Right. I to- totally get it. Right. Um, s- speaking of Ward 2, Ward 2, from a city council standpoint, has been in the news lately from a development standpoint. Right. Um, a couple of them that, that are being discussed, no permits issued yet, but we'll, let's start it with the school district, the, the referendum passed, uh, Valley Middle School. There's going to be a new middle school in Ward 2. I, I, 
I, I'm, I'm a big neighborhood school guy. Uh-huh. I, I get that. Um, I don't envy the school district on their budgeting things, but I, <laughs> I, I get the neighborhood school. My kids can walk to school. I see right. the benefit of that. Um, getting, keeping the school in War II, how important was that to you? You know, I was born in, well, I was born and raised in War II, so oh, I grew up okay. in War II my entire life. Um, I moved away, and then when I had children, I, you know, I came back to Grand Forks, and I tried to enroll my children at West. And they told me, you know, I have three girls, and they told me, well, you know, two of your girls can go here, but we don't have a second grade. So you have to send, oh, so sure. you have to send them, you know, to a different school. And so I kind of, like, really struggled with that, you know. Um, so that really bothered me that I couldn't even enroll my children at my neighborhood school. Sure. And then it was torn down. Um, so I do, I do support the new building for Valley Middle School. Sure. You know, yeah. um, and I do think that it will really help the ward maybe be more inviting to families. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, to have your kids walk to and from school. Because even, you know, when I tried to put my kids at West, like, they wouldn't be able to walk to and from school because I'd have to have one over on the other side of right. town just to go to a different, you know, school. To I, I, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I, I reference I used to live in Ward 2. I don't live in Ward 2 anymore. Mm-hmm. Part of this is we outgrew the house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids do that. And their stuff does that. <laughs> right? I have three. I understand yeah. how much stuff kids have. But when we, when we were looking at homes, yeah, it was when we found the home we're currently at, mm-hmm. we're just like, our kids can walk to school from here. Right. You know, and that, that, right. that was, for us anyway as a family, that was, that was a bit of a tipping point. Right. Yeah, my kids can't walk to school even now. So Yeah, but it's hard. But it I, I think it's exciting. Um, the construction, the, right. you know, whatever the school district does as far as here's the design and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for, those, for those that maybe, I don't mean to be on a soapbox here, um, the school needed something done. I don't think the school could have stayed as it was. Right. I, I don't right. know what that's, like. They ended, they're going to build a new school, but the, the school was to a point where I, I, I'm friends with a couple of teachers that taught there. Mm-hmm. Something had to be done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, not sure. Um, when, when, were you a Valley? I did. I you, did. I went to West Valley and Central. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. I, and I walked home from Valley. There you go. There you go. I, I grew up on a farm in northern Minnesota, so I, I didn't go to school there. Um, also in Ward 2, um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's early discussions. That, that parking lot by, uh, by Old Memorial Stadium is potentially to be developed. Are you talking about the softball field? The, the, the softball Memorial, field. The, Memorial 2? Memorial 2, yeah. Yep. Memorial 2. Memorial 1 is, is currently being built. That's right. the old grandstands of Memorial Stadium. Mm-hmm. Memorial 2. Um, there's a part of me, it, it put me in my spot if I'm wrong. Um, will, that, that, will that potentially help some of the, the home renter situation in War 2? Because you're pretty much adding apartments right on campus. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping so, I mean, these will be nicer apartments, sure. you know, and that's, I mean, kids want to live in nice apartments. I know. I, it's crazy I, what they live in now. <laughs> I hate I hate to even say this, but they're not going to be dry like campus, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big reason why these kids don't live on campus. Sure. Um, because they want to be able to party and, mm-hmm. and do whatever, which is fine, you know, as long as you do it safely. But um, so I'm hoping that maybe it would help out. 
Yeah. You I, know, I guess I'm not really sure. I mean, how expensive are these apartments going to be? How many college students are even going to be able to afford to live here? Sure. And that's something that really concerns me. Maybe the rich ones, but um, yeah, that's a little concerning to me. Though. Yeah. P- part of that is uh, maybe we're getting too far down the road. Who knows what they're, right, right. you know, do, I, and do I'm they... not sure. I'm not yeah. sure. You know, I hope that they're more affordable so that some of these college kids can move in there. Sure. I think that would be great. So, and and I don't know, is it, is it something that we're speaking for the university, we're telling them how to do things, but is, is it worked out that that can count as housing? So it goes into your tuition or something like that. I have no idea. Right. I guess I'm not really sure how, how it works okay. or anything like that, but it, it is what it is. I mean, the development is good. You yeah. know, that parking lot is an eyesore. So yeah, I, it'll be, it'll be okay. I think that parking lot needed work when I went to school <laughs> yeah. in 1998. And right. uh, n- none was done. So just to give everyone an idea. Um, but that is exciting. You know, ward, you, you, you are a ward that is, you know, you're, you're in a developed part of town. Right. There, you, don't, you don't have green space, you know, for like housing development and stuff right. like that. N- not much. Not, not much. much. I mean, right. a lot here and there. Right. You know, but, but to have something like this to, frankly, in the, in the middle of your ward, yeah, I, I think there's potential for good things. Yes, there's details of parking and whatnot, but mm-hmm. but work through that. I, I mean, I I know that there are concerns about parking, um, but they do have that parking ramp across the street, and I I do hope that they utilize that. They're putting in underground parking, also, aren't they? I thought uh, so. To, I'm not sure. Tell the truth, I haven't seen the the design okay. plans for it yet. I I, okay. I I'm I'm don't not sure if there's a final design yet. Right. I right. think we've seen concepts. Yeah. yeah. But. Hopefully and, that's not a concern. I'm really hoping it's not a concern. So because parking is a huge issue is. in Ward 2, and so I don't want to make it worse. <laughs> and, and I will say this, the sports guy in me, uh, I'm a big sports fan. Uh-huh. I, I work in sports a little bit. I think the softball field is a pretty cool thing. Uh, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. You know, um, I guess there's room for a softball field there, but what else is there room for if we have a building and, and sure. parking, you know, like, and how much parking is going to be available for when they even have events there? And, you know, this is supposed to be like a joint venture between the university and the city and these, you know, private developers. And and yet, I, I mean, I still haven't seen any type of agreement between the university and park district or anybody oh, sure. else as far about, as usage yeah, yeah about the usage you know and and i think that really bothers me um because i mean the university charges so much for tuition you know like if they want a softball field pony up the funds i mean that's a little bit kind of how i think you know um but We'll see. Yeah. We'll like, see. Like I, we'll see how it turns out. I guess. <laughs> like I said, this is this is sports fan John, sports caster John. Where are you even going to sit when you go watch sports there? Oh, it's a grandstand part of it. it like oh, a yeah. tiny part. I mean, yeah. how many people is it going to hold? Oh, you get a, get a few hundred out there for, for <laughs> softball. Right now, where UND plays softball, it's out at Apollo, and you and you sit on a bleacher. Right, right. but I don't I don't think Apollo is that bad. Why can't you just redo one of those fields? You know, I mean. Why does UND need their own special field away from everybody else? <laughs> sure. yeah. No, no, that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, turf is important, though. It's got yeah. to be turf or else for all, all these spring sports, it's, right, right. It, it's not going to work. Right. It's not going to work, especially when we have springs like this past spring. Right. And I heard, you know, this past spring they were having issues with, like, what, clearing off the softball fields? Was it the softball fields or the soccer fields? 
that the school district didn't clear off or they weren't able or the park district. I'm not well, sure who it is. But. Well, that conversation got, I know the conversation you're talking about. That was, that was, I don't want to say manufacture. Manufacture is the wrong term. Yes. There's a football field with turf on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you clear it off and that, that's fine. But which, who then gets to use it? Well, who's going to get to use the softball field then? Sure. No, the, no, but that's fair. That, <laughs> that mean, is that is fair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because if UND wants to use it, then all of a sudden, you know, everybody else is kicked to the back of the line. Sure. And, and that's not what I want. If, if this is going to be a community venture, I think this should be a community softball field. Sure. So that... And I don't think, I mean, I think we should all have equal rights to it then and not just, you know, UND trumps us. So Yeah. The the model that's in place right now, and I just know this because of my kids' involvement mm-hmm, in sports, mm-hmm. is that is that Fritz Pollard, which is across the street, mm-hmm. the indoor turf, mm-hmm. that is, I think, in the spring is used every single day, including UND football. There's there's right. youth football in there. They do soccer in there. The, the little kids' youth soccer this year. Mm-hmm. Didn't miss any games, even though it was a terrible spring, because oh, okay. they played in there. Oh, okay. Okay. They played in there. Now, they didn't have enough room for all of the youth soccer, right. so my daughter had to wait. Mm-hmm. But that that's okay. <laughs> she got to hang with her friends later. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you, you, you know, we were talking about your, your wards. You have done this a couple of times, and I, I'm going to, one, say, good job. You're a brave person, because they're not always easy, and but they're they're... they're Difficult sometimes to get. You've had a couple of ward meetings where you've met with people in your ward, um, those, those meetings, stuff like that. Those are tough. Those are difficult meetings to have. One, you're not sure who's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Are they in your ward? Um, you may have an idea of what to talk about in that meeting, but the conversation could go completely over here. Or here's, here's I've seen this a couple times, or nobody shows up. How, has they, how have they gone for you? We don't need to get in great detail, but how have they gone for you? I don't know if I'd necessarily call them ward meetings. They're more North End neighborhood meetings. Sure, is, okay. I guess That's kind fair. of um, what we call them. Sure, you yep. know, yeah, that neighborhood's organized, right? Yep, right. They are. There's, I want to say, there's like three different groups, mm-hmm. but they all communicate. I think there's three. Sure. So yeah, and they all communicate, and they all get together, and so you know. Um, I have gone, I've, I've met with them multiple mm-hmm. times, multiple yeah. times. So I, for the most part, I think it's pretty positive, you know, um, they go okay. And, and, and I, I do say that I've, I've, like I said, I've been to some where the room is full mm-hmm. and you think the conversation is going to be X and it ends up being Y. Right. Um, I've been to them before where you're like, okay, this is a big topic. People want to do this. Not a single person shows up or one person shows up and they just want to talk about a stop sign in front of their house and wonder if they can get that taken down or put right. in or whatever. And then that's the end of the meeting. Um, it's, it's, they've, they've been all over the map. There are some people just like, we need more neighborhood meetings, ward meetings, what, whatever it is. Um, I, 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 in my 17 years of doing this, I haven't found the silver bullet of what works the best. Uh, so if you have the answer to that, I'm all for it. You know, they kind of set them up. And they invite me and I show up. I mean, it's, it's easy. It, um, I communicate with them, you know, other than just going to these meetings, you know, but it's mainly the same people. So I will say this good job to that neighborhood. There's a couple other organized neighborhoods Mm -hmm. in in the city of Grand Forks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the best way to, to get things done is the wrong term, but to, 
not sit at home and complain about it. All right. Right. Yeah. Right. To, you have to get involved. You have, right. People have to get involved. And that doesn't necessarily mean running for council like you did. Right. That could right. be, hey, let's have a neighborhood meeting and let's talk about mm-hmm. speeding on the street. Right. Or you have the Phoenix Elementary talking about safety by the school. Mm-hmm. My kids don't go to school there, so I don't see that. They do. Right. They do. All right. Mm-hmm. So let, let, let's get it. I think that's good. All right, Rebecca, we've talked a lot about uh, government and your your job here. Um, and I, I we talked a little bit when you first came in, and I, I just found this out. I wasn't even sure what you did. You you, talk, you talked about going to work. I didn't know what your job was. Can you talk about uh, uh, what sure. your day job is? <laughs> sure. Um, I normally try not to mix my political side and my... Uh, yeah, political professional side, but uh, political hats I, off. Right, 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 right. Um, I work for LM Wind Power. Oh, um, I'm regional sales support. Uh, I have three plants: Canada, U.S., and Brazil. And so I just kind of juggle that all day. And yeah, it, I work from home, so I love that. You know, it allows me to do things like this. It allows me to care for my children, and as a single mom, that's really important. Yes, good and for you. so yeah, um, I love my job. Um, it's it's wonderful. So I really enjoy working there. I think I've worked there like whew, four years now. Okay, so yeah, four going it. on forty, or four uh, going on two. <laughs> four going on two. It's, okay. it's been a good ride. It's. It's an awesome job. I love it. Um, my boss is great. I think LM Wind Power does great things. So Good. I, yeah, I hope that they have a bright future. Well, as as one of the largest employers in the city of Grand Forks, we as a city hope they have a bright right, future as well. Right, yeah. No, that's really good. Okay, this is this is not work related. Okay, I'm not going to ask you to name a place. Okay, but we were talking about food. <laughs> we were talking about food. Do you have a? Uh, it's not not so much, you know, going out, you don't have to name the place. Just, okay. Do you have a go-to dish? Do you sit there some days on a Friday and you're like, I just want this? Well, of course. Oh, you of do? Of course huh? I do. Oh, you came um, to that I'm quick. A big, <laughs> I'm a big foodie. Um, yeah. I have to go to the gym because I eat so much, you know, so I have okay. to kind of balance it a little bit. Um, I love food. <laughs> I love going out to eat. Um Probably at every single restaurant in town, I have a go-to dish. You oh, know, you do? I, I do not oh, good stray for you. too far from my go-to dish because one time I did, and it was garbage. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. So I eat yeah. kind of the same. Like every restaurant I go to, I know what I'm going to eat. That's that's yeah. that's really good. Yeah. Um, I will. I'm not going to call myself a foodie. My wife is a foodie. I'm a foodie. My wife is a foodie, and uh, yeah, there's sometimes it's. And part of a meal experience isn't always the food. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the I'm not preparing the food and I'm not doing those dishes after. <laughs> right. Well, my kids don't help out with chores too often. So if I make a meal at home and like I have to sit with a messy kitchen, you oh, know, no. because I have to cook and then I have to clean it and no, we all have, this stuff. So we have a list of chores at our house. This is oh, our I rule. Do that. Our rule at our house is if you are not involved in preparing the meal. Mm-hmm. I have a son and a daughter, and sometimes they help mom prepare the meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's grilling, and I prepare the meal. That's all right. If you're not involved in preparing the meal, you have to help clean up. 
That's fair. I should teach my kids that one, but they usually just like go hide in their rooms. I was going to say, you're, you're the parent. <laughs> so they. That's called being voluntold. <laughs> right, right. Like I'm so busy with work, you know. Oh, that, sure. That they just like go hide in their rooms. And the next thing, you know, I'm then I'll get done with meetings at 11 o'clock and they're oh. all sleeping in their yeah, rooms. That's I'm hard. Like, you guys got to get up and do something. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Anyway. So, anyway. It is yeah. what it is. It's a good life, though. I'm very yeah. thankful. Very yeah. thankful. I, I love talking food. So that's yeah. <laughs> talking food and we'll get you talking sports. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, Rebecca, it's, it's, it's been a half an hour. There's, we have no clock oh. on these things whatsoever. Okay. okay. So, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I, I Thank know you. that you, it was okay. It, it went all right. I think, that's you right. know, so, not too intimidating. No, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to keep doing this. Uh, good luck in the budget process. Thank you've, you. you've got Thank you. you and the rest of the council. It's the term is I've heard it before. Um, Mayor hates this term, uh, drinking from a fire hose, but it really is. You guys get so much information <laughs> at one time, and then the state comes up and says, and have it done by the state. Well, this year I at least know how to read the binder. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's a big binder. <laughs> right, P- right. People, you think she's being funny. It's a big no, binder. It's so big. It was so big. I want to say that I have like probably 10 binders that I was given within the yep. first month. It's like, here's a binder for this. Here's yeah. a binder for that. I'm like, you get financial oh, review stuff, goodness. audit right. stuff. And then by the way, here's next year's budget. Don't screw it up. <laughs> and then here's your committee binders yep. and all this stuff. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting, but there we go. All right, Rebecca, one year down, yep. three to go. Three to go. We'll, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Rebecca Osowski joined, joined us here, episode three. And uh, if you have a chance to want to rewatch this podcast, you can go to grandforksgov.com slash podcast, and you can see all of our past podcasts. So far, we've talked to Danny Weigel, Councilmember uh, Brett Weber, and Councilwoman Rebecca Osowski. So that's the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.